Okay, welcome back to the Shirim on Mechavis Havavis. <clears throat> this is the, the third share that we're, we're saying now. And we're going to start the actual Sefer inside. So we're in Mechavis Havavis, Sha'a Bitochen, by the Psicha, the introduction that the Mechavis Havavis gives to this Sha'a. So let's now read from the text. The Sha'a V, the fourth Sha'a, Sha'a Bitochen, is the Sha'a Bitochen Trust, Reliance in Hashem. Concerning trust, reliance on Hashem, Yitbarach himself, alone. Trust, trust Hashem. So the, now the Chavis of starts. That was the header. Now the Chavis of starts. Amr HaMechaber, the author says, meaning he's referring to himself, the Chavis of Avos. Apnei shekadam ma'amarinu, v'chiv kabbalah sabedis v'alikim, because we were previously talking about the obligation of accepting on oneself to serve Hashem. I saw it befitting to bring after it what is needed more than anything else to one who is a servant of Hashem, meaning the greatest tool for the service of Hashem and for the servant of Hashem specifically, and he himself. And that is trust, reliance on him, on Hashem, in everything concerning all matters. Why is this the greatest tool? For Avod Hashem, why is this the most important thing for an Avod Hashem? Because of the great benefits, the, the great benefits, concerning Torah, which is a general phrase for Rochnius, spiritual matters of and for Gashmius matters, material matters, in this world, obviously the Chavis Lubavitz is a safer about Ruchnius, the obligations of the heart and the service of Hashem. Um, so why are we talking about the benefits of Gashmius of this world, of money, etc.? And that's because I, I would assume the, the, a simple explanation is that uh, when a person has his, his, uh, has his Gashmius needs taken care of, when he's able to take his mind off them, so then he's able to focus solely on his Ruchnius. Let's continue reading a little bit before we start analyzing. The Sayalaisis of Bhaibisarasa and the benefits concerning Tayra Ruchnias, Mehan from them are Menuchas Nafshay Ubitchoinoi are the serenity of spirit, the calmness, Al Alikovizbah on Hashemizbah, Kimoisha Ebed Khayovtehadina. Just like a slave is obligated, he must be Bitech and his master. A slave is completely dependent on his master, what he eats, where he sleeps, everything, everything and everything is dependent on his master, the will of his master. So to a person should realize that everything and anything is dependent on Hashem, and that, in, that includes all aspects of life. And he should realize this with the same uh, clarity and live with it just like a, a servant is dependent on his master. We're going to still read a little bit further. Because if a person is not then he's going to be in something else. The human condition does not allow one to go through life neutrally and not rely on something. A person always is relying on something. If he's not relying on Hashem, he's relying on his intelligence. If not his intelligence, it could be, or also it could be his money, his political connections, his family, whatever it is. There's no such thing that a, that a, a person remains indifferent to his situation, 
to his life goals, his aspirations. A person is never neutral, he's always being beteach in something. So it's not going to be Hashem, it's going to be something else. Someone that is trusting, relying on something outside, other than Hashem. Uh, accordingly, Hashem removes his special hashgacha from him. And he places him in the hands of that which he is placing his trust in. Whether it's the money, it's the political connections, it's someone, any individual person whatever it may be. Um, obviously, Hashem controls everything at all times, but there's a special shmirah according to the level of bitach and trust that a person places in Hashem, and Hashem can give him special assistance, so to speak. He has a special connection uh, according to the level that he is being bitach and Hashem with. And according to the level that he's not being bitach and Hashem, so Hashem places him in the hands of whatever he is being bitach in. And it'll be like the Pasuk says about, about this. Pasuk in Yermio, capital base, Pasuk Yud Gimel. Because there are two bad things that my people did. They abandoned me. Hashem is talking about himself. The source of all uh, life waters, all bracha, all success. Lachtzev to carve, dig for themselves, lahem for them, boyers boyers nishbarim, empty pits. Someone that is b'derech and something else other than Hashem, so that that thing is inherently useless. There is no source of anything, and uh, specifically bracha success, other than Hashem. Hashem is the one that really gives all success, and all all uh, all blessing. And therefore, a person that's going and being betech and something else, that's just a mirage, that's just a facade, and that's not really uh, something that can, that intrinsically can offer any service, any help to a person. Another aspect that's negative about being betech and something else, that's being, uh, that, that, that is in, in Hashem giving over from his special shmira and ashkocha, his special watch assistance to a person to the derechateva of something else. It's not just that it's inherently useless, but aside from that also, there is, the Pasuk says, they exchanged their glory, the sadness and the image, of an axe, that is eating the grass. Meaning there's, aside from the fact that it's inherently useless, because there's nothing that has any power aside from Hashem, Hashem is the Baal, he's the master of all powers, like is explained at length in the Nefesh Chaim Shah Aleph, but also there's the tremendous embarrassment, the zoyan, the shame of exchanging the glory of Hashem, of trusting in Hashem to whatever earthly thing that you're trusting in. It's like groveling at the feet of this empty, useless thing, something that really intrinsically is useless despite the facade that the world puts on, the mirage that the world puts on. Amar now the Chayvus of Avos delineates uh, three points, basically summing up what he how they explained until now. The Pesukim, the Amar Kasev, and the Pasuk says, "In Yirmiya, Baruch Hagever Sheivtach Ba'Hashem, blessed is the person that trusts in Hashem. Ba'Hoya Hashem Ivtach, and Hashem will be his trust. He will he will reciprocate. He will watch over him, give him special shmirah. So that's the Hashem is the Makar of the Bracha, Makar Makar Ma'im Chaim, like I said before." 
Fortunate is the person that places his trust in Hashem because he's the Makara Bracha. The loy, and on the negative side of things, the loy fana el Rehavim. And he does not turn to Rehavim, people that are Bali Gaiva, and they really have nothing to be Bali Gaiva about the full of hot air. They intrinsically don't have any power. They are not the source of anything. Only Hashem is the source of anything. The Sati Chazav and the way of falsehood. Uh, meaning, because those things lead nowhere. They're Beris, Beris, Nishbarim. That's connected this that he brought before, uh, relating to the Pasuk, that the, the broken pits, there's no, there's no source of blessing. They're, they're, they're inherently useless. The Omer and the Pasuk says, Nyermi, a capital, you die in Pasuk, hey, Oru Hagever, cursed is the person, that trusts in a man, the sum, Basa Israel, and he places his arm in mere flesh. And from Hashem, he turns away his heart. This is, again, focusing on the futility of being betech and something else. And also the bazayim, it's just mere flesh. It's just basar that he's placing his hand and his, uh, his hopes and his aspirations and his strength and he's placing it in the hands of man or, or any other means. That, that's uh, bazayim's graveling at the feet of something that's useless. So here there's an emphasis on the word leiv, because bitachon is not just an idea, it's not just a intelligence, it's not just a, it's not just a concept, it's not just a, a truth, but it's also, and, and this is really what it, what it is to us, it's a trait, it's working on a midah, it's something that you live by, it's something that's intrinsic, you have to have it in you, or you don't. It's either you're living by it or you're not. It's not just something that you parrot and uh, speak about, it's, it's, a, it's a character trait like any other character trait. So that's from Hashem. from Hashem is removing his heart. It's all of where where your heart's at. Okay, now let's analyze this. Uh, these two paragraphs that we've read. This is in, in my edition of the Chavos of Love. with the Pirush of the Leif type. It's two paragraphs. So there's there's two points that uh, I want to focus on. One is this that the um, is consistently using the Shema Lekin as opposed to Shema Bayah. The header of the, the Shar is Abitachan Alo Lekin is Barach Avadli. And then there's the Beshakadamarim, Barach. It says again in the first paragraph, and why, why not use the Shema Bayah? Now, obviously, you know, one could easily say that we're coming off the previous shar, uh, which was uh, the third shar of the Chavis Allah. This is called shar of Avedis So, you know, now he's saying and the, the greatest tool for Avedis Elikim is Bitachim, uh, and therefore uses the shame Elikim as opposed to the shame Avaya. But this only really bumps the question backwards. In other words, why is it called Avedis Elikim and not Avedis Hashem? Even though the way uh, we normally talk is uh, we say someone is an Oyved Hashem. Saying the shame of Ayah, why, why do we shame of Ayah? Is you give up? Okay, right. So why do we, why do we call it over here? Why is the Chavos of is called Avodas Olikim? So just uh, very, very basic. Olikim um, we know refers to Midas Adin, right? And shame of Ayah refers to Midas Rachman Chesed, right? Refers to Chesed more specifically to Chesed. Uh, so the, you know the, the Chesed is something that's open, gully, giving constantly, without boundaries, without, without anything, but some, some. 
overflowing. The kid din is mitzumtzum with hagbolus with boundaries. Din v'cheshbin, right? What's deserving, not just the free giving, so to speak. Um, this world operates very much with boundaries. There's not a gilui of uh, Hashem's ashkach. It's not revealed openly to us, straight out that Hashem is running the world. We don't see open nisim. We don't see open yad Hashem. There are times when there are, there are nisim. There are times, but generally the world operates within the the standard of derech uh, hateva, right? The natural way of things, so to speak. Obviously, Hashem is running that as well. But Hashem specifically does it in a way that his, his hand, so to speak, is hidden from us. Um, the world is limited. There, is, there are limitations to this world in uh, so many aspects. Um, there, there are physical limitations to the human condition. So we're running very much in the reality, and it's a total real reality, uh, but it's a specific uh, a specific uh, set of standards, so to speak, under the Shem Elikim, which there's a gematria from the Arizal, I believe that Elikim is the gematria Hateva. I believe they're both exactly 86. And this is, the, I think, the simple way of understanding it, that Elikim uh, is referring to Din, Hakbalist, being with some, some things, with limitations, with boundaries, not overflowing, not straight out, not open, not, not uh, revealed like the connotation that the Shema Vaya has, which is referring to the boundless chesed, the boundless will to give of Hashem. And uh, it says that Hashem, when he created this world, he, he wanted to create it with Midas Adin. And he appeared uh, it with Midas Arachman because he saw that the world wouldn't be able to be in the sky. And there's a, could be a, a little bit of a, a deeper understanding to this, that uh, you know, the, this, this world is very much befitting for Midas Adin. It is by nature, a, a world of din, it is a world of, of limitations, it is a world of, of conditions, it's not a world of endlessness, it's not a world of, you know, it's a world of din v'chezmen, it's a world of, uh, of din, of being a tzumtzum. So, so whenever we talk about it, really, from a mature perspective, we are living in this world, within the boundaries of this world, within the Shem Kim, the reality of Shem Kim. So our relationship to Hashem really is, is defined by that. And so the proper title really is an Oyved Elikim. And that's why I believe the Chavis of Love is titled Shara Voidus Elikim with the Shem Elikim and not the Shem Abaya. So coming off that, the Shara Bitochen is also going to be talking about Bitochen in Elikim. And this has a specific relation to Bitochen in that a person is living in this world. There is a certain amount of established that is necessary for him. Um, people don't just sit in their bed and the food comes flying at them. There was a concept of the month, but even that, the person had to put it into his mouth, right? The, you know, the, there's, there is a certain amount that we have to do. There is a certain amount that, uh, you know, it's not just open. Nisim is not just open, you know, and, and, and definitely we don't have anything to, you know, like the, the openness of the month, you know, on a, for sure, you know, on a daily basis. We don't, we don't have these, these, these Nisim. We live in the, within the restrictions of Derech HaTavah, and our relationship to serving Hashem is within those restrictions. Now, and obviously a person can, you know, try to connect himself as much as possible with, uh, with the Shem of Ayah and, and the recognition that uh, really Hashem is all over and, you know, Tava and Nes is all the same thing, but uh, at the end of the day, however much he's living in this reality of Elikin, he has to, um, he has to work with it. He has to work within that within that realm. 
and have bitachon within that realm as well. Okay, now there's another thing that the Chavis Alvavis draws a comparison between an Evid that he is obligated and he must totally rely and trust in his master. An Evid is the, is the picture of total dependence. He's dependent on his master for everything, for food, for drink, for sleep, for everything and everything. Everything and anything. So this, he says, is like a, a Babi Tafan. Babi Tafan is someone that is totally uh, and he, for, for everything, right? And this is really what he starts off with, the header of the Shar. He calls it, Babi Tafan only Hashem, nothing else. And Evid does not have Bitochan in anything else. And uh, this needs a little bit of, uh, I believe this needs a little bit of thought. Why is it that this is the example that he chooses to give? This is an extremely high level of Bitochan for a person to believe that absolutely nothing that he has is, you know, he, he's not dependent on that at all. His money, his strength, his intelligence, whatever it is, his know-how. Everything and anything is, is all dependent on, on Hashem and only Hashem. Of course, that's true, but to live with that is a very high, Madriga, that's a very high level. So shouldn't we start from the, you know, the easier steps of Bitochen before jumping to this tremendously high level of, of, uh, of uh, like an Evid, uh, like a servant is trusting, is relying on his master. So one could say that uh, the Chavis of Lovis is just giving us a, a picture, of, a big picture of what it's possible for a person, for a human being to reach how great Bitochen can actually be, what it looks like, and how great the benefits could be. Obviously, we have to be realistic. We have to know what we're holding. You know, we spent time talking about this at length in the previous share about acceptance. But uh, at the same time, we want to raise our aspirations. We want, to, we want to do what we can do according to our levels and take the next step, take it higher. This should give us an inspiration that you know, we can go beyond our uh, you know, what we call uh, being so human and so limited. We can do a little bit more. We can, we can do more. You know, we have what to strive to on our, on even, even on, on our levels. Now, um, you know, like the saying goes, you know, you shoot for the sun, you pull on the stars or on the moon. Uh, of course, it has to be done in a realistic, healthy way, but uh, that push is still there. Now, um, this is... Uh, just the basic idea of, of why he brings in this, this example of an Evid, but I believe that there's, there's more, more to it, and that is that he continues by saying that if you're B'teach B'zulas Hashem and something else, so Hashem, Mida connected Mida, measure for measure, takes away his special Shmira, his special Ashgacha that he gives for Abba B'gachan, his special divine assistance, and he puts you accordingly into the hands of whatever you're trusting in, money, strength, intelligence, etc., and that has no intrinsic power, and it's a design because it has no intrinsic power, like he explains with the next uh, the, the two psukim that he brings. So, I think oh, the, the reason why he's bringing maybe this example of an Evid is because the Evid is someone that's not Beteach in, in anything else for anything. He's only dependent on his master, he's only being Beteach, trusting, relying on his master, and therefore there's no area which he is given over, so to speak, in the hands of the other thing that he's being by Teach. Um, and the Chavis of Oz wants to, you know, bring home this illustration. And whatever a person is not by Teach in Hashem for, on whatever level, he's given over to that other thing that he's being by Teach in. 
as we explained, part of the human condition is that, that a person is always trusting, relying on something, you know, and that could even be himself or his, his abilities. So the, the, um, the, the, and of course, a person has to keep in mind that uh, everything is relative and Hashem only expects whatever he expects from him. We know that Chazal say, Eina Kaddish Baruch Hu Bo Im Batrunyo Im Biyosev. Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't fight, you know, pick fights with, 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 uh, with his creations. He doesn't get nitty gritty with them. What's normal, what's expected of you, that's what you're supposed to do. And, uh, but, but still, a person has to understand that, you know, as long as he's not being Batech and Hashem to whatever extent, and maybe that's healthy and normal and expected of him, but you should realize that he's not living, you know, flying with, with Malachim, so to speak, and, and going to have uh, extreme divine assistance outside the normal realm of the way the world runs, so to speak, outside the Derech HaTeva. And therefore, he should be engaged in whatever established, whatever practical means of achieving his goals um, that, that uh, would, would, you know, according to the way of the world, so to speak, result in, in, in his goals. He, he should do this also with the understanding that Hashem is in control and Hashem is the only way that any of his means can actually be successful. Okay, now let's continue to the, the next paragraph. And he says, as follows the Chavis Lavavis, now starting from the words that say, the Im Yivdaf al And if a person is Boiteach on his Chachmah, Again, if a person is trusting, relying on his intelligence, and or on his strategies, and on his physical strength, and on his efforts, the Rebbe says he is toiling in vain, and it's futile, and his strength will be weakened, and his strategies will be cut off, from achieving his goals. Like the Pasuk says, Chachamim are entrapped in their own cunningness, in their own Chachma, uh, their own wisdom. So Chavis Baba seems to be saying it's uh, like a Avtocha, it's a guarantee that a person that's going to be betech in something else other than Hashem, his strength, his wisdom, his, his efforts, it's for sure going to fail. And the Pasuk says in Kalis, Kapitel Tess, Pasuk Yidalev, Shavti, I sat and saw underneath the sun, meaning in this world, how things are working, how things run. It's not according to the lightness is the running. Not according to strength to the, to, the, to the ones that are strong is the war, meaning to be victorious in war. And also, not according to those that are wise is bread, is panasa. Not necessarily those that are very smart um, end up having successful businesses. And it says in the Pasuk, and tell him, young lions can be hungry, they can go to sleep hungry, not getting what they need to eat. Do not lack any good. Now, one can look at this and say, well, we don't necessarily see that that's the way of the world. There are many times where a person is not necessarily a Babadachan, but he is successful in business, and he is being Bateach, and his Chachman, and his money, and his connections. And the other way around also, we could see someone that's a Dersh Hashem, but it, Looks like he's struggling. Looks like he's suffering. So really, the Chavis Alvavis talks about this at length later on. And just to be short about this, there's a concept called Chazben Shemayim. Calculations that only are known to Hashem. But very simple. A person, you know, there, there could be many, many reasons um, why, despite a person's lack of bitachon, he could be successful. Maybe Hashem's paying him up in this world, and it's going to be uh, not good for him in the next world. 
So he's giving him, a, letting him have it easier, despite the fact that his lack of bikachon should result in, in certain failure. Meaning, uh, let, let's put it like this, that really, really the, the way the world was created was that bitochen is a sure recipe for success and having bitochen something else is a sure recipe for failure. It, it's more sure that this is the way things work than if a person turns on the cold water, that cold water should come out. It's more of a reality than that. Someone that has bitochen is for sure going to be successful. Someone that doesn't have bitochen is for sure going to fail. But there are side considerations. Uh, again, uh, let's even if the person's a Rosh Hashem wants to pay him up in this world, so he makes him have success despite his, his lack of bitachim, which should really technically lead to certain failure. There could be uh, calculations from a person's previous life, the concept of Gilgulim. He has a system of checks and balances that he should either deserve reward now or, or the other way around. Uh, there could be a person has merits that were accrued by, uh, uh, let's say, a relative of his, a grandfather, whatever it is, that he's now getting also uh, reaping from those benefits, from those rewards, and he's having success despite his lack of bitachon. And the person that's a Darshi Hashem could have other reasons why he's not being successful. Maybe Hashem wants to give him more reward in Elam uh, You know, also a chashmin of a gulgulim, maybe a chashmin of a previous averio that he did. Whatever it is, there are many, many considerations. And the Chayvah Salvavis talks about this later on. And uh, it's, not, it's not really a topic right now. I'm just putting it out there um, to, you know, to put this into perspective. Um, there's also a diak that, that many make. The Dorshi Hashem Yachsru Chol It doesn't say Yil Lehem Chol So there are those that say, actually, I think that uh, along the lines that Hashem wants to give reward for them in Elam but uh, whatever they need to, to survive on that, they won't have any issue getting. And that's that they won't, there won't be a lack. It could also be that they, they don't desire necessarily to have big mansions or whatever it is. They don't desire to live a, a materialistic lifestyle. They just desire what they need to have Yishev Adas. That they shouldn't be busy with thinking about how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And that's the, the words maybe They don't lack any good. Meaning there's no distraction from them totally focusing on their Avedis Hashem. Thank you very much. Till next time.